the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. First, I want to turn to the Biden approach to uh, women, because as I have noted on social media and uh, in recent days, even in a column, uh, we are we are currently seeing, I believe, one of the most hostile and regressive uh, approaches to the issue of women's rights and women's well-being of any administration of my lifetime. Uh, and that is coming in the executive orders that are being issued by President Joe Biden uh, and his uh, very, uh, I would say, intrusive uh, uh, sets of ideas that are literally, I believe, holding women back. Uh, someone who is uh, helping people that are affected by this articulate what that means, particularly in the courtroom with the American D- uh, Alliance Defending Freedom is Matt Sharp, who is uh, dealing with a lot of these issues in the courts for the ADF. Uh, Matt has been with us in the past. We've discussed a range of different uh, issues. Matt, welcome back. Good to have you. Um, I'm, I'm thinking specifically of Madison Kenyon from Idaho State University, who spoke out yesterday citing that her experience against competing with biological males as a reason for signing on to a major lawsuit. She uh, appeared on Fox and Friends to discuss it. But basically what she's arguing is that if she's a female athlete and she has to compete against males, she's at a disadvantage that's distinctively unfair. Um, I think most normal people understand that. Why is the Biden administration uh, doing this? Yeah, it's it's really unfortunate to see the, the Biden administration wasting no time in doing this executive order and pushing for policies that are just contrary not only to common sense, but to science. Um, as you, you said, there's there's studies out there that show again and again that there are physiological differences. That means when athletes like Madison step up to the starting line and they look over and see a biological male standing next to them, they know the race is lost for them at that point. And I think that's why it's so troubling to see what the Biden administration is pushing, making one of their priorities, and why it's so vital for us to continue to stand with athletes like Madison and others across the country um, to stand for those rights to equal opportunities and fairness in sports. Matt, I know that this is not a popular thing to do. Uh, we we watched the case of uh, three girls from Connecticut uh, basically lose their, their college scholarships because of this uh, issue in the Connecticut high schools a little more than a year ago, and my heart goes out for them, but it is... There is such a uh, lockdown on anybody that disagrees with this policy. Uh, There is really a political correct uh, uh, kind of uh, price to pay. If you even if you're one of the the women that have been, uh, you know, uh, gypped through these policies, it's 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 asking a lot to even stand up and and say, hey, I'm, I'm impacted by this. This isn't fair. That's so true. I know the athletes we've had the 
privilege of representing have told stories about the nasty things that have been said on them on social media, um, emails they've received, and so other things. And to me, it shows the incredible amount of courage that these athletes have in standing up to this. But I am encouraged that we are hearing more and more people standing with them. Yeah. Uh, one of the best allies we've had has been um, radical feminist groups that uh, we often disagree on a lot, but they look at this and say, men are taking away the hard-fought gains that we accomplished over the years. And so you have now have groups like Alliance Defending Freedom standing with the Women's Liberation Front and others in this bipartisan across the aisle um, pushback against what Biden is doing. But where's the big icons? Where's now? Where's Gloria Steinem? Where, where's, uh, you know, Allred? Where are all these people that have, uh, you know, been fairly radical in their uh, defense of women's rights? Why aren't they even, uh, you know, uttering even a whimper about it? It is troubling to see how many voices are not speaking up on all of this. And, and uh, some of it is, as you brought up, the uh, bullying that happens against anyone that does stand up, um, the political pressure, the um, fallout that happens for those that have voices. But, you know, the same courage that they had to stand up 30, 40, 50 years ago to enact Title IX in the first place, um, we need that same level of courage again to preserve the hard-fought gains that Title IX has had for countless women athletes across the country. So let's talk about the litigation. What does the what does the argument consist of uh, in terms of the Constitution, in terms of the courts, and in terms of these uh, women? Yeah, it's, I think it's pretty straightforward. Number one is Title IX requires this. Title IX requires that women have equal opportunities across all athletic benefits, um, and that includes not being forced to compete against guys, not being forced to run in competitions where you have no chance of winning, no chance of placing, may even lose a spot on the team or a college scholarship opportunity, as you brought up. And then the second one goes to uh, sort of fundamental fairness under the Constitution, um, that you, you can't be deprived of these opportunities, you can't be uh, discriminated against based upon your sex and, and things like that, that is what's happening with these girls, um, that they are being told, um, you don't get the same opportunities as guys. You don't have a fair and level playing field for biological women. Rather, you have to allow guys to compete in your sports. Um, so we're you know, very confident about these arguments. And we're making them in Connecticut. We're making them in Idaho. Uh, and we know there will be others across the country that we're going to continue to fight for all the way up to the Supreme Court, because standing with women and standing with fairness in sports, uh, it's the right thing to do. It just seems ridiculous because you can easily point to the idea that there's not a, a fair uh, set of standards here. And it, you can easily point to the evidence of how there will not be any more women's sports. You'll just have male sports uh, for the uh, really high achievers, and then you'll have co-ed sports for everybody else. Uh, and the best that uh, women will be able to hope to do is that there's not some you know, mediocre male out there that they can't beat out for a position somewhere. But even on a, on a mass scale, most of the time, uh, there's going, you know, they're going to be competing against people that are bigger, faster, and stronger than them. Uh, and that's, you know, I, I'm the, I'm the father of a daughter. I don't want my, I don't want my uh, little girl going into that uh, world. And I'm also someone who has coached women's sports in the past. And I, I sincerely believe in the value that it brings to their lives to have the competitive opportunity to do their very best against, you know, an equal uh, playing field. 
That's exactly right. And that's why ADF is going to continue to stand with these women and stand for these principles in legislatures and courts across the country. And hope your listeners will join with us in standing for them. Yeah, I hope they do, too. Alliance Defending Freedom doing great work. Matt Sharp, one of their senior counsel there, heading up some of the litigation dealing with this. And uh, Matt, we'll check in again soon. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. This is Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com for Town Hall. The first moves of President Biden's Unity administration show he is taking a page from his former boss's playbook. Biden's demands on immigration and COVID-19 relief provide an eerie echo to President Barack Obama's pretension of bipartisanship. Twelve years ago, almost to the day, Obama told Republicans, I won, rather than allow the GOP meaningful input on his $900 billion stimulus plan for the 2009 economic crisis. He later did the same on Obamacare, using parliamentary tricks rather than working with Republicans on the massive overhaul. The national media allowed Obama to define himself as the center and therefore cast all of his critics as driven purely by partisanship rather than legitimate policy concerns. Both President Biden and the media should recall how that worked out for Democrats in the midterms. Their overreach produced a massive rebuke in 2010 from which they have yet to recover. Engagement is the wiser course, not just for Democrats, but also for the health of the nation. I'm Ed Morrissey. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.